Hi there, this is Tracy Malone from NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. Are you thinking about going out and dating again after narcissistic abuse? I bet you've got some fears. How will I trust them? I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to find them. What do I do? Do I do this? Do I do that? There's so many questions. And most of it is, is there to design to protect your heart. You don't want to have your heart broken again. Um, many victims of narcissistic abuse see narcissists everywhere. And they're afraid of taking a chance. So today, my guest is Rihanna Millman, who is a expert, world leader in dating and, and trying to build up a good relationship. So she's been in Forbes magazine and she's going to tell us all about herself in a second. But the points for you are to know that you need to know the rules these days. You need to be careful and you need to get out there safely so that you find someone that doesn't fit the mold of the narcissist that you might have been with prior. So without any further ado, let's welcome Rihanna. Hi, Rihanna. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course, Tracy. It's always great to be back with you and chat about all kinds of things about life and love. Wow. Well, before we start to talk about life and love, would you mind telling my audience a, a little bit about you? Because I could read your bio. It's pages long. You're a rock star. In this Aww, thank you. People because I, I can't do it as good as you can. So let's introduce yourself. Sure. Well, what I do is I help people. <laughs> um, I've been a psychotherapist since year 2000 in private practice called Therapy by the Sea in New Jersey and in Florida, and got certified as a life and relationship coach for singles and couples in year 2009 and 10. In 2011 and 12, I went through my own love trauma and started the research of why my ex did what he did because his last comment was to me was, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love, what's wrong with me? And as a psychotherapist, I really didn't have those answers because we never went into trauma work. So I did the research and my work from that time for 11 years was working with all kinds of populations who dealt with emotional trauma. I worked in the school systems from grades kindergarten through college as the trauma counselor. I worked in a mental health ward for a hospital with kids five through 19 and drug and alcohol rehabs also with women from the prison system and adolescents. And despite their age, sex, um, cultural background, race, the top 10 traumas kept coming up over and over again. So with my research, I developed the assessment tool called the Childhood Trauma Checklist, which is the top 10 traumas that if they are unhealed, and they're all unconscious, they lead to problematic behavior patterns in life, love, and business that just don't serve you. And um, most people are very unconscious about the traumas, and that's what I usually talk about, which we did in your first um, show to, that we did together. So I'm a tra love trauma recovery coach. People that come to me have had toxic marriages, narcissistic boyfriends, and it tends to be repetitive over and over again. They can't figure out why. And there's nothing more frustrating of you don't know what you don't know. And my quote is you can't fix what you don't know or understand. So I help them identify their past traumas. Then we go on to healing them. And then I teach them how to have emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious love, either as a single to attract that or as a couple to fix the toxic repetitive patterns that they're dealing with. 
a little bit more about me. I was featured a month ago in Forbes magazine and chosen by Wealth Insider as one of the top 10 coaches to follow in Wealth uh, Insider magazine for 2022. And I'm part of the top 100 successful women in business around the world, voted by the Global Trade Chamber. That was quite an honor this year. Um, I have two daughters, six grandkids. Um, life is great. What else? I don't know. Oh, my, my podcast is called Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Brianna Milne. And my number one best-selling book is Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve. And the sister book going along with that for mindset work, which is totally important to have great love, is called Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose and Success. Wow. I think I, I couldn't have said all that. That's so much. I would look like I was like reading the, the sheets and sheets that came with it. You are a rock star. <laughs> oh, and thank you. You're sweet. I brought you in here today because we want to talk to our, our, our audience today about um, dating after narcissistic abuse, the mm -hmm. struggles that they have, the questions that they have. I have some questions from, you know, from clients that are like ask her this and do this well you want to know this and so we're going to run through some of this stuff but the people who are watching need to understand that dating after abuse is something that you do need to sort of prepare for you need to understand as you said you need to know the flags you need to understand things before you even start getting out there so you know yes. you call um narcissistic abuse love trauma so why do people keep like attracting the same types of people and make yes. be repetitive this is a repetitive pattern which we call rrs relationship repetition syndrome and it's from unhealed childhood trauma did the dynamic of usually the opposite sex parent so for a female their interactions with their father for a male with their mother and how that parent treated them growing up. Now, let's keep in mind that childhood trauma goes through three generations. So we're not looking to blame your mom and dad, but simply understand what you went through and what led them to love you in a certain way. And I know parents do the best that they know how. So in healing the trauma, we have to rewrite the story, understand it, and then I have to teach you the skills to go beyond the trauma. But that happens to over and over again because the brain likes homeostasis. In other words, it likes what it knows. It likes the patterns from the past, even if they're not good for you. So this is what people fall in love with. They call it chemistry. So when you're online dating and you see men always say must have chemistry, they're going from, oh, yes, this turns me on. And again, it's the brain saying, I like it. It's familiar. So it doesn't mean it's the best partner for you. So you have to be very educated and beyond your traumas to move on. Um, you have to be relationship ready. And I even have a checklist, the relationship readiness checklist, where there's 10 things that you say, how many am I ready to do? And what I'm not ready for, that's what we work on. So it's a more empowered and educational way to date and you know exactly what you're looking for, what's good for you and what's not good for you to break the patterns. Yeah, and that makes total sense. And and again, I, I was a, a repeat offender 
um, until you learn, right? And then you're like, that's right. You don't know what you don't know. Um, also, like if they had a trauma, let's say, I'll give one example, um, personal trauma number seven. So if they ever felt different when they were growing up, they were the chubby child in school or skinny and gawky and called a nerd. Um, they might have been uh, a different race or coming out as gay and lesbian in school and not accepted by peers or parents. It just felt different. They didn't measure up. They didn't feel like they belonged to the cool crowd. This feeling of not feeling good enough comes with you as you're out there dating. Mm -hmm. So our clients, when they're going out there dating, they know they are the whole package. They're very confident. They're very empowered. They know the questions to ask. And that's a whole different way to date that really works. Fantastic. And, and that's what, you know, we need to do because we make yes. a lot of mistakes until we heal these traumas and, Correct. you know, mm -hmm. you really don't know if you're on a date with a narcissist. Um, you don't know if somebody is a bad person or a good person, right? There's no, there's no ID card. Well, yes, you can know. And my clients figured that out really early on. Um, there's 24 questions that my clients know to ask on date one or two. And it doesn't sound like an interview. It's everyday conversations, but my people listen for different types of answers. Okay. And if they like that person after date two, they do a background check without fail. And a whole lot can come up with that before they're emotionally evolved, before they're intimately evolved. We empower ourselves. Who is this person in front of us? Because anyone can say anything. Mm -hmm. But when we are empowered and asking the questions, sometimes you know from those questions, this person's not right for me. And you release them in love and you keep going because dating is a numbers game. Mm -hmm. But certainly, you know, I, I tend to work with a lot of people successful in business, but struggle in love. So they're like, why can I get this part of my life right and not that part? Mm -hmm. Because some of those childhood wounds led to success. If you heard the verbal messages, you'll amount to nothing. You know, you might have interpreted, I'll show you. And then you go out and you become very successful in business. But then the love part doesn't come together. And they're like, why? Because the deeper emotional wounds were not healed. I know you work with a lot of codependency. Where does that come from? That comes from mostly abandonment issues. And there's two types. There's fault and no-fault abandonment. Like a no-fault abandonment would be if a parent happened to die early. Or a fault abandonment, there was a divorce and that parent rarely came around to see you. So as children, we tend to take that personally. And that wound of missing will keep you in a toxic relationship longer then your conscious mind says to, like consciously you'll say, I know he's no good for me, but unconsciously you're craving that love that you did not get as a child, right? So that's the repetition of going back. The research shows you go back and forth from these toxic on and off again relationships seven times. Oh yeah. And, and, yeah, an average of seven times. So you mentioned something that the background check that I, I wrote down as you were saying it, because I had a friend who's been dating this person for a while and things started getting weird and she did a background check and sure enough, police records and, you know, all kinds of things that were, you know, not revealed to her. So it's exactly it's do it early on sooner than later. That. What, what kind of things are they looking for? Because it's not going to say on a background check this guy's abusive, this person did this, it's going to say you're in jail or you have this, what else? Do you it have? will show up. It'll show up as a PFA protection from abuse order or trespassing. If they're a stalker, a lot of uh, 
red tickets, red light tickets will show impulse and rate road rage behavior. Uh, they really shouldn't have anything but assets on there. And if they have no assets and you're a successful lady, if you're a homeowner, you don't want to date someone that does not have any assets because you don't want to be the caretaker. You want someone that I say has their life together. So you'd never want to date down. It's always at your level or one step higher if you're the female. Why? Because the whole psychological brain of the ego of the male versus the female, I know it's stereotypical, but if the woman is a stronger partner and the male feels he, feels he doesn't measure up, then that is a relationship often prone to cheating. They go out to get adoration from a lesser than person, maybe not as educated or not as successful as you. Mm -hmm. So you really want to do your homework on who's in front of you. And they're, if they're not appropriate, doesn't mean they're not a right, per, a good person. They're just not your partner. Is it, is it appropriate to like, or is it stalking to like, look them up on LinkedIn before you go on the first date? Is it appropriate to kind of see what- Absolutely. Before you go on a date, get the last name. What is your business? See if it's present. If it's not present, that's highly unusual in today's world. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I don't stalk. I look once, you know, when I was dating, you look once if they're there. Great. If they're not, you can ask why. Why don't you have any presence on LinkedIn? What is it that you do? Because um, like I said, it's very rare. Mm -hmm. If they have no presence, then they probably went a long way to hide who they are. Yeah, that's a really... Yeah flag people should definitely google and start there and and again i think date one date two you're suggesting okay it's going well i need to know more so you don't have to pay for the private investigator um before you've actually decided you like them but you could do and should do all of that internet sleuth work right absolutely and just get a last name before you go out for a date so you can tell your friends i am going on this date this is the person's name i met him on this site or whatever. And this is where we're going. Um, because if there was ever trouble, your friend could do that research with the site and they, you know, have very good security departments that the, the sites would help you out. So, um, now, yeah. here's a weird one, but like a lot of friends I know who are going on their first date often have a backup plan. Like an hour later, someone's going to call them. To make no, I wouldn't say be a chicken. I would say, be honest, you know, have a drink. And, and then if you're not feeling it, like, no, I don't think this is a match. That was really nice to meet you. I've got to go. I have a busy work day tomorrow. You know, I wish you good night. A pleasure to meet you. And if they say, oh, I had fun. I'd like to see you again. You don't have to answer that night, but you can say the next day, you know, giving it much thought. I don't think we're quite a match, but I wish you a lot of luck in life and love. That's how I tell my people to answer. So always be kind. You might run into those people again. You might end up doing business down the road. You know, this is, if you're online dating, I just say you're going to meet a friend. That's it. No expectations, no pressure from your end, their end. You're meeting a new friend. And when I was in dating world, I had tons of friends that are now my friends over 20 years from New York, from New Jersey that I dated. I didn't think they were a right partner for me, but they ended up being really great buddies. You know, so they have been my friends for many years. And I love that. So you're never looking to burn a bridge, but you have to be conscientious. Of, is this person right for me? Even accepting it and don't accept dates out of town. What are you going to do with that? 
Mm-hmm. I call that a fake relationship. What are you going to fly there? Are they going to fly there? They're going to expect to stay with you. They're going to expect sex on the weekend. Why even put yourself inside, inside that pressure? Mm-hmm. Date someone from your area, period, within 45 minutes. Because if you like that person, do you really want to be driving an hour each way for a date? And when they're out of town, you don't really know who they are. You don't know if they're really a married man or have a girlfriend there and want a girlfriend in Florida so they can come vacation from time to time. You don't know. So date where you live. That makes so much sense. So Mm -hmm. when we're talking about online um, protocol, sort of like a lot of clients uh, who are breaking out into the world are, are you know, hesitant about the dating apps um, because they don't know. Like, what if they want to text me? Do I, do, oh, do I make, do I pick up the phone and talk to them? Like, wh- what are the boundaries? How do, they don't know the rules because in my age gra- group, you know, this is all new. And so as I look at people who are in their 40s, 50s, this is not a normal thing. They're so, dating in their 70s and 80s on the apps too, trust me. I have clients that old. I have clients in their 70s um, wanting love in their life. But yeah, there's a lot of rules to know. Um, just to name a couple, you do not enter into a text relationship. Texting back and forth where they're asking now personal questions. You don't know who this person is. And the sociopaths, meaning someone looking to use another for pleasure, profit, or lifestyle advancement are hanging out more and more on these apps. They, they pick up other people's pictures. They say this is who they are, and they're not. They're very often someone from Nigeria or other countries that are looking to scam you. And I can't tell you how well you can see it on Dr. Phil, how many older women are falling for these love bombing guys for the attention. That's a clear sign of unhealed childhood trauma. So this is another reason. Date in your neighborhood, get a last name, do a background check. Do they look like their pictures? Do they run a company? You're going to see them. You don't do a text relationship, period. Never. Okay. So that's one. You get a last name before you have a phone call. Why? Because they're going to be asking you questions. Why should you tell any stranger without a last name? Your business. You've got to be self-protective, right? So never have a date pick you up. You drive the first five to six dates and valet your car. Don't let them walk you to the parking lot. Go to a public restaurant, get a valet so that you can be right there. See if they pay for the valet. If they don't, that's a cheap date. Never do a coffee date. Are you really going to spend an hour getting ready for a guy that wants to buy a $4 cup of coffee? Not my people. We don't do coffee dates. I mean, there's tons of rules. You know, if you want a cheap guy, do a coffee date. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a dinner date. I don't want you to do a dinner date either. Why? Because you don't want that person spending a lot of money on a dinner if they, you find out they're not right for you, right? So drinks and appetizers are great. Just a quick snack, a drink, a conversation. I have found out also uh, from my ladies that men are constantly dying. Uh, lying online about their age. So when you have that first conversation, say, can I verify your age, please? Because they're, when they're lying seven to, ten, seven to 10 years, and I'm laughing because I just had this conversation two days ago with one of my lady clients. She's there, oh my God, finally at the end, I remembered to ask him, what is your real age? And the guy was 71. And on his profile, he had 62. And she says, okay, well, you know, um, why did you put something else on your profile? Because, well, everyone lies. She goes, well, I didn't lie. 
I put my real age down. I'm 62. And um, he said, well, everyone else lies. Women lies 10 years. So here we go. He's used to lying. Is that the person we really want? So this is telling you also, the listeners, do not lie about who you are. If you are a 62-year-old woman, don't put 54. Why? Because if they don't like your authentic self, who you are at this age, what? You're going to tell them later that you lied to them? It's a whole fake relationship then. Be authentically you. If they like you for you, that's the best. So ask early on before you take the date, the age. It, it shows their integrity. You know, right. you're, you're, you're so paranoid about uh, narcissists in our situation and our audience that they're, they're big liars. Like testing that lie, questioning that. Am I actually yeah. asking for a driver's license when I'm at that? Dinner, that date am I going tell me your age I want to see proof or am I just going to believe them because if they're liars they could lie on the second round you'll find out on the background check oh there you go <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out but you want to ask them up front mm-hmm. before you accept the date so the guy says to her well maybe you should date older you might have more luck she goes well let's turn this around would you date someone who's eight years older than you or nine years nine years older than you no response back because that would have put that lady at 79 years old <laughs> so okay so why should women be expected to date so much older when men don't want to it's an even playing field today successful women don't have to date old men okay so it's just like have your standards right don't accept less and you know when you find someone is lying to you to me that's a turn off from moment one So my people always tell their age on their profile. But keep in mind, online dating is only one way to date. When I work with my clients, I ask about their areas and we brainstorm all these different places. Well, they can meet people live. And I just did an introduction for one of my girlfriends that is now dating a multimillionaire. So at a place she really didn't want to go because she really doesn't like dancing. She doesn't really like Motown music. And I said, but I do. And you should come with me because this has a great singles crowd. So she begrudgingly came out that night and she's with this amazing man. So keep an open mind. Get yourself out there into the living world. Stop sitting at home and being on apps all the time. Go out to where your singles are. Join meetup groups. Meet people who also can introduce you. When I have my single groups, you know, I think I put together eight marriages uh, introduction that led to marriages in New Jersey and several down here. So, you know, I just have a feeling for people that they would get along. But if you're not out there, you're not going to meet people in your local market. And that's the preference. Perfect. I have a question on the the getting out there. Okay. Um, a lot of my friends are out there and they go out with a group. I call it the gaggle. They go out with a group of girlfriends. Oh, Worst way to go out. <laughs> but I'm wondering, like, how many people should you be? You and one friend, or should you go with six? Because to me, six is a very unapproachable. Six men, most men will not come up to a group of t- ladies or six. They, they figure they're celebrating a birthday and they don't want to be bothered. And they're all into their conversation. So they're rarely going to do that. I suggest going out with one friend, but you will have your most luck going out by yourself. And we have a technique called just say hello. You have the confidence, you know, the communication skills, you go up and say hello to people. Um, Yeah, it's really easy. A lot of people have gotten engagements that way and marriages by having the confidence just to start a conversation with a man that looks open to it. 
-hmm. If they're out, they're out because they want to meet people. And so many women are so shy waiting for the guy to make the first move. And very often the guy's too shy to make the first move. So be approachable, smile. Um, I used to have, when I had the singles group and women would come in and say, well, is there any good men in here with like this sour attitude? I said, do me a favor. Don't even pay the $20 to come in. Because if you don't see that people are people, everyone is here. What are you coming in the door with? You know, it's like, is anyone here? Like, seriously, you're going to ask that right before you come into a singles room. So you may meet a great girl that has a brother that's perfect for you or a guy that ends up being a great business, you know, um, introduction, or you may meet the guy of your dreams. You don't know. So come in with a smile, a great attitude, tons of energy, because when you have the mindset, this is where they're intertwined, right? When you have the mindset for success, you love who you are, you're confident about your whole life areas, which I check with my people. We do all the life work. Is there life together before they go out to date? If it's not, don't go out to date. Focus on you. Focus on your self-love. Clean up whatever you had to clean up from a bad marriage. But don't go out looking for that Band-Aid or for someone to rescue you because that comes across looking and feeling needy and desperate. You don't want to be out there then, mm-hmm. right? So spend that time, energy, money, whatever you need to get the coaching to feel empowered, successful, your life's together. If you have toxic kids, we got to heal that. Mm-hmm. And the kids are very often upset because they were growing up in a very volatile household. Not their fault, but we got to heal it because you can't introduce a new partner into a household where kids are angry and upset. Mm-hmm. So if things have to be healed, it's okay. But mm-hmm. do that first and instead go out with friends just to go out. Mm-hmm. But when you're really going out to date, you want to feel very confident that your life's together because psychologically, and this is what I teach the art and psychology of dating, because when you do, you will never settle for someone less. You won't settle for someone that doesn't have their life together or who has debt or who has the girl, the daughter that screams and yells at him. You would never accept it. Right. Right. right? Okay. Absolutely. You know, I, I, know <laughs> I could go on for hours about this. I, I know so many women uh, that have gone out and, and like found a person that used to be homeless, doesn't have a job yet, but he's got potential. We have never fall in love with someone's potential. Who are they today? Exactly. Today, no potential. Yeah. Because again, it's, it's your ride and this is what happens. They take advantage of, you know, yeah. nurturing women who want to take care of them. All of a sudden they're living in your house and you can't get rid of them. And the things right. start to really show up. So stay aware is one of the things too. I want to make sure people understand if they're going to this bar, don't go to the bar, sit there and drink 14 drinks, you know? Oh yeah. Two is the maximum in an evening. And, and you're not going to make good decisions, you know, so right. sitting there and, and, you know, drinking too much is a warning. I just want people to know because it's dangerous. And why, why Tracy explained, do people get attracted to the narcissist? Why are they dating narcissists? They're charming. They come off. So like picture perfect, the story that we hear from them matches everything that you want. Um, it, it's part of the hook. I mean, it's almost like mm-hmm. the cartoon character hook in your neck if if you like to hike they like to hike if you like horseback riding they do too I tell people okay so you're this Olympian horseback rider and this person goes I like to horseback ride too 
ask them when they last horseback rode. <laughs> like, what's yeah. your favorite ski trails if they like to ski? Don't just take that they like everything you like without sort of seeing. Digging deeper. Like, like, just give me an example. You know, oh, you do that with your kids? What a wonderful thing. How often do you get to see your kids? You know, someone who comes in going, I love my kids because you want someone who cares about their family. Right. And then you go, well, how often do you see them? Not very often. <laughs> That's a red flag. What are some of the other red flags that they want to be looking for? Well, the rushing intimacy is, is you know, such a oh, yeah. indication where you are better than sliced bread. No one has ever been this good for them. How did they miss you their whole life? And they, they just like need to spend every waking moment with them. And yeah, that love bombing is what we call it. Like bombing. lots of texts, gifts on the second date, flowers, and women that have the unconscious childhood trauma that didn't have much love love that stuff they think oh i finally found the perfect guy mm -hmm. if it's too much question it right, right? also and also I, I say test it you know i mean if somebody's going to be you know love bombing you and, and doing that all along it, it's what if you say you know what i really can't meet for the fifth night this week i've got some things on on my plate how do they react mm -hmm. angry oh please come on can i see you after you go do your thing you know, he's not giving you space and we're using yeah. thing here too. So men, we know this is women too, but like if they, they just want to see you that badly, there's something strange. You have to know that that isn't normal. And even though it's flattering and it, it puffs your eagle up that someone wants you and you're finally happy, test them. What if you say no? And what, are they going to take away your life? Oh, I'm supposed to see my family this weekend. Can I come? I've met you. Yeah. No. Or they're complaining about your work. What, all you do is work all the time? Well, you know, no. I get out in the middle of the week and then weekends. That should be fine as you're starting a relationship, right? So if they're jealous of that, mm -hmm. that's a problem. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. How would you tell people to, to trust these people that they're dating? I mean, you're, you're, you're giving them a concrete, they're going to know by the time, like an hour's into the date, but for the audience here, what little tips can you share? Yeah, it's really the questions you're going to ask. Um, and be careful of how you answer back as well. Right. Um, first of all, stop falling in love with chemistry. Know the questions to ask, which you can find in my book, Love Beyond Your Dreams. Um, don't get intimate too early. Then your phenylalanine and the, the love chemicals in your brain, oxytocin, are connecting to you way too quickly to someone that you may not know is right for you. And all the research shows that toxic behavior starts coming out after the 90 days. That's what we call it the 90-day rule of testing and sorting and asking questions. But it's four months to about a year. So it could be when you enter into exclusive relationship. It could be um, when you're living together, getting engaged, married, or have a child. That's when the toxic patterns start showing up. Mm -hmm. So you want to really time test this to build trust. I have a little equation. Trust equals consistency over time. So the longer that they are consistent, the more your trust should go up. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to carry baggage from your past into a new relationship. I always say spiritually, you have to give someone 100% trust only they take it away. So if they lied about their age or they're late without a phone call or a text or other things that take away the trust, mm -hmm. 
you know, that's when you say, okay, I don't like what I'm seeing here. They're not a person of integrity or their word, right? So uh, you're always watching for that. Um, move slowly. Don't rush into anything. I don't care about the three date, five date sex rule that men made up. Women, you know, it's up to us to say, no, thanks. Hey, if that's what you need, you should totally have that. I want you to be happy, but I'm not a girl that sleeps around. And either they respect that and they'll like you more, which has always happened in our case of me and the clients, my clients, or they won't call you again. And it's like, perfect. He's not for me because he's just looking for his next score. So we don't want those people anyway. Right. So there's a way to answer instead of getting flustered or feeling forced into it or it's like, oh, it's day three. The pressure's going to be on. No, do not entertain a guy in your house. Do not ask to cook them dinner on day two or three. Totally bad mistake, because to them, you're offering the invitation of, oh, she's looking to get intimate. Mm -hmm. So be smart. Know, know the rules, of what to do, what not to do. And you will attract um, a much better quality, emotionally healthy person. Nice. Super like, important. Really important. As you were talking, I, I like wrote something down that, again, friends and clients have had to experience and learn the lesson was sexually transmitted diseases. Oh yeah. Uh, texting yourself. Um, and, and, you know, how do we verify that? She goes, Oh no, I don't have any, I've been checked. And yeah. You don't, you don't believe words. No. Well, us listeners should always be tested once a year for women with their gynecologist, with the guys through their urologist It's a simple blood test. So if and when you get serious with someone and you're looking to be intimate from anywhere date five, six to date 12 in that time period, you should be able to talk about anything and say, look, I had my blood test with my gyno like a month ago. I'd be willing to share that with you. When was your last test? If they said, oh, I haven't really had one. Well, do you mind getting your STD HIV test so we don't even have to worry about condoms when we decide to be intimate? Just be real. Just talk. You know, I mean, you should be confident to ask these questions because you are protecting your health. Yeah. Then when he has it on paper and you have it on paper, you show each other. Mm -hmm. It's not taking it by word. Uh -uh. And, and if there's oh. offense to it, like, what do you trust me? I've never done anything like that. I'll never I don't have anything. They respond that way. They're not for you. Yeah, because if there's nothing, it's easy to get a blood test and show it. Exactly. Blood tests are mostly covered. Those tests are covered every year for free under every insurance plan. Right. It's, it's like, it's funny. I say to my gyno, give me the, the letters, STD, HIV, hepatitis, A, B, C, D. He laughs. He goes, every year you get these, Rihanna. And I said, I know. I just like to have my updated printed out report. Yeah. Right. So just get it as a routine because you may not be with someone now, but when you are, you have your recent tests. Thank you. That's so important. Are we yeah. missing anything that I didn't come up, come and go over? Because um, I oh, I know you asked, you know, when should someone give a phone number? Yeah. Um, I say you can get a Google number that's free and it's anonymous if you're worried about it. Uh, for my people, they just give their phone number. If they don't like the person, they block them. That seems to work pretty simply. Um, how long do you text someone? One to two days, back and forth. And it's like, well, hey, let's have a conversation. What was your last name? Get it, then have a conversation. On the conversation, if you like, when you're here. So when are you able to get together and meet? You wanna go right away. You wanna meet this person because if their pictures are 10, days, 10 years old 
or if they're lying about their age, even though you asked on the phone call, so what was your age again, right? You're verifying that um, and then you get out for the date uh-huh. because entering in that long texting relationship is a problem. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. showing non-commitment. Like, I, I, you know, in my last experience, exactly. years ago, I'd get these texts every morning. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. And I was like, well, we haven't met yet. Like, why Right, that's uncomfortable. Like, why yeah. don't we meet? And, and, and they can never commit to that. Well, that was the point. If you can't commit after months of calling me beautiful every morning, that's just stupid. Like, it is. Yeah. Being, then, then this, this is, I, I had blocked them, obviously. It was, it was, but it was a pattern that a lot of people experience because as you well, say, they want the intimacy, they want to do FaceTime. They're using that, the whole COVID thing as an excuse. Let's meet online. No, meet me on a date, meet me live take me out, not for coffee, take me out for drinks or a lunch or something decent. And if they don't step up to that, they're not for you. The world is abundant. Don't settle with someone that, you know, you have to coerce to ask you out on a date. They should be thrilled to ask you out on a date. And men that are serious about a long-term relationship are, they want to find the one. They don't want to be single and they will, if they're excited about you, they're going to ask you out on a date right away. If they don't, Block them, get rid of them. They're not for you. Don't engage with this whole texting thing. Um, so meet right away. Don't lie about your age. Be authentic about who you are. Um, don't talk negative on a date. I mean, gosh, Trace, I have so many rules. I can't get into it. That's 30 minutes. You know? But those are just a few. That's in your book. So they can get your book and learn about this. 400 pages, uh, all research-based, 350 sources. Uh, very intensive, um, you know, people call it the guidebook to love. I know it was a number one bestseller on Amazon, but yeah, it's a good place to start. But if you recognize that you are struggling with childhood trauma and you can get the free ebook on my website, riannamilne.com on the homepage has the childhood trauma checklist, do the relationship readiness quiz. If you're in a relationship, do the red flags checklist, which is on my website for free. And then the first 60 pages of Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams is on my website under books. And of course, all I go into a lot of this on my podcast, Lessons in Life and Love. So get educated, most important part. And then second, feel empowered and get the psychology and the art of dating before you go out there. Perfect advice. Thank you so much for sharing all your welcome. You're welcome. I know that everyone's going to like get out and be like, I want to go get all those free resources. We'll put all of the resources underneath the the video. Everyone, if you're watching a podcast, visit her website. Um, And she said it a few times, we're going to have it listed when we post it up there. So check out her resources, dating again after narcissistic abuse can be dangerous if you are not healed because they can pluck you off as a unhealed person and you'll be gobbled up by a narcissist because they see what you've tolerated. So be really mindful, do the work to heal and then get out there safely. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Tracy. Do you have the mindset for success? Or are you feeling frustrated in life or your career? Or stressed you can't find love or happiness? Hi, I'm Coach Rihanna Milne, and I can help you turn your pain into your purpose and passion by using my Mindset for Success system. Learn the Motivational Mindset for Success coaching system that has helped thousands of my clients over 40 years, and it can help you too. It's time to create the life you desire and to have the love you deserve.